This is I'm the Worst, where good people confess to bad things because the world needed another podcast. I'm Claire Hooper and my good person this episode is comedian, TV presenter and actor Susie Youssef. I'm so proud to have taken this ball of goodness and convinced her to tell me everything that is wrong with her. You're welcome. This podcast is recorded and produced somewhere different every week. I acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Susie is a businesswoman, as you will discover, and we got right down to business. I think of myself as someone who tries to be a good person, but I wonder, you know, like I have a few things, like I get intrusive thoughts. This is a dark way to start. But I get intrusive thoughts like, you know, when you see an old person cross the road, I always see a bus hitting them. Or if you like pick up a pair of scissors, I always see myself falling on them, which is horrible. It's like a it's a, a fun byproduct of like depression and anxiety. And so I wonder, like, does that make me a bad person or a good person for having the thoughts and not acting on them? I don't know. Well, you're not even talking about something that you might do. The bus hitting the person crossing the road you're not driving the bus. No, no, I'm not so, driving the bus. But you just can't help yourself thinking of a worst possible outcome. Yeah, always. I mean, I sometimes get intrusive thoughts, but it's only when I'm highly stressed yeah. or really underslept. But you did just tell me you don't sleep <laughs> I very well. I don't sleep well. very well, no. And I never have, not since I was a kid. I've got quite big bags under my eyes. I am the most avid researcher of concealer you have ever met <laughs> i love i love concealer so much I, there is not a ba- handbag that i own that doesn't have a concealer in the bottom of it wow yeah this is it's so funny because you know like if i this is the first point in our relationship i've known you for years yeah. that you've told me that and i've realized that i always thought i don't know <laughs> I, I guess I guess I thought you were thinking about literature or grand philosophical ideas. In reality, you were thinking about concealer and whether it was time to open your bag. Yeah. Whether I should check on... Or if there's a new one out on the market that I don't have yet. Oh, you try it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're a concealer hobbyist. Yes. Or semi-professional. I have other hobbies as well. I'm not the world's most boring person, but it's... Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any things like that where you're like secretly hoarding makeup every single time that you... um, Pack a bag. I mean, I'm just obsessed about Fisherman's Friends at the moment, but that's even more boring. I don't is know that what a, it is. a breath thing or a... Um, I think coming out of COVID, I get very self-conscious if I've got a tickle in my throat. Okay. And so I would rather like nuke that tickle with a fish... Like as in, because I don't enjoy the... The Fisherman's Friend is too strong a flavour to be doing it. Yeah. Like it's not your butter menthol. No, that's a, you, that's a gentle... Ah. That's a, that's a warm hug yeah. of a medicine and a fisherman's friend is just like it's making it very clear to the tickle in your throat that you will not have it stick around and no. embarrass you in public. Thank you. No. I'm so sorry. I, I allowed that sidetrack. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about fisherman's friends anymore. I guess what I wanted to know was are you intentional about being a good person? I I want to be a good person but I think that it's not – necessarily instinct as much as it is catholic guilt like i think they're even you know i'm nearly 40 years old and i would say that i still carry a a very big religious hangover with me almost everywhere i go i kind of have that you know sinful paranoia at all times 
I sound really messed up right now. I've realised all really, the things yeah. that I've said. But, um, yeah, I think part of it is that I really do want to be a good person. I think I come from good people. I think my parents are good people. Um, but I also come from uh, there's that thing that religion does to you that kind of keeps you in line. Same way as Catholic schooling does. Like that's a – you always feel like you're about to get into trouble so you behave or if you misbehave, you're, like, which, yeah, that's the story that I'm going to tell you today. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Catholic schooling. Okay. Yeah. You were always at Catholic school from, yes. from prep up. right up till the end. Mm-hmm. Did you go to university? Briefly, yes. Was that a massive shock to you that people weren't making you feel guilty about things at university? Um, Briefly, yes. You didn't finish uni? I didn't finish uni, no. I was miserable at uni. I really loved – I was studying to be an English and history teacher and I loved history – Um, but I hated the teaching side of it. All the education subjects I hated and I spent a lot of time, I was quite large when I left school, I spent a lot of time eating cheeseburgers because the cafeteria at university was so great and so I would skip lectures and shoots to sit with my friends on the grassy hill at Macquarie Uni and eat cheeseburgers. Like we just, we really went for it. It's just that freedom of like when your parents aren't watching and you've got a tiny bit of money because you've started working and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I mean, like other people tell different stories about getting to uni and like really cutting loose. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 and I also spent a lot of time sitting. I had a huge crush on a couple of guys that were in the um, that were studying law, so I spent a lot of time in the legal section of the library. So yeah, I know. While everyone else is kind of doing meth, I was just <laughs> getting diabetes or something. <laughs> Let's go back to school. So you were Catholic, Catholic, Catholic educated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when does this take place? When? The mm. era? Yeah. So early 90s is when this, this story begins and I'm one of, five, uh, one of six girls, so I've got five sisters, um, and they were all quite intelligent and I was always worried that I wasn't achieving enough and the measure of achievement in primary school is stickers. Right. You know, you get a sticker on your homework and there was a box of gold embossed foil high achiever great effort stickers that sat just behind the teacher's desk and I wanted them so bad. You must have been right on the cusp of everyone gets a sticker. You oh, lived, yeah. you, you were the last generation of um, not everybody yeah, it was, gets a sticker. I definitely didn't grow up in everyone gets a sticker phase, not at all. Because I wanted it so badly. And I wasn't an idiot. Like, I, I, was, I was okay. I did okay at school. But I did not – like, there was a good few months at the beginning of – I think it was year three, year t- two or year three, where I didn't get a sticker. And it was eating me – like, it, it was eating away at me. Did your parents I was going to say it's eating me out. It was not doing that. It wasn't That's not doing what the situation that. Did. Yeah. The, the stickers are not that good. No. Do you? Did your parents make a really big deal out of you bringing a sticker home? Do you think? Did, did they care as much as you? No, they definitely didn't care at all. I think that when you have that many kids in a in a family, as if you've got time to care, like you really don't. As long as everyone's just getting by, then then you're then you're fine. As a parent of of six kids, um, and they when I was. In primary school, my younger sister was only two years old. So mum was distracted my entire life. Um, I don't really think they cared. I just remember spending a lot of time before an assignment was due, crying with dad at the kitchen table as he helped us finish assignments. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of turmoil. And 
and I just remember this particular period of not getting a high, high achiever sticker. And then one afternoon, I took the box. I just like, I remember knocking it into my backpack and zipping it up and walking out feeling like I have all the stickers. So hang on, how old are you again? So I think I'm seven or eight. Seven or eight years old. Yeah. The teachers left the box of embossed gold high achiever stickers they sat unattended. On a, on a bookshelf behind a desk. And I remember at the end of the day, I was packing up. I was a bit slower than everyone else. And then I kind of looked around and I was like, no one else is here in the classroom and saw the stickers. And I just walked over and put my bag on the floor and not even picked it up. I just knocked them into my bag. Were you trying to make it feel like it was an accident? Um, no, I wanted them. But you didn't. I didn't Take pick them, them up. With your no, hands. it was like it was like I couldn't bring myself to grab them. It was yeah, maybe maybe subconsciously I was like, oh, they fell in, but I want I wanted them. How long had you? So th- this was just an opportunity. Yes, you hadn't been planning. No, I remember coveting them, like sitting in class staring at them, really really wanting them on my homework, and then I just remember knocking them in, zipping my bag up, and walking out with a rush of adrenaline feeling so excited that I had them and then as soon as I got home I was like oh I can't do anything with these I mean you use those stickers and you've given yourself away exactly they're counterfeit stickers they are okay I have to go back had you ever had there ever been any thefts of school stationery before never Anything? Nothing. You'd never stolen anything before. I remember taking a small pencil home when we went to a shop once. There was like those pencils where you marked things off. It wasn't an Ikea, but it was something in that Oh, vein. so it was, a, it was like a giveaway pencil It anyway. was like a giveaway pencil. And I remember like, lo- and I do love stationery, really mm. love stationery. But I remember like putting one in my pocket and being, and feeling cheeky for doing that because I didn't need it. Yeah, but the store didn't need it either. No. So you just, you, all right, no history. No history of crime. Before this moment. And it felt good the whole way home. It felt so good the whole way home. Then I got home and I was like, I can never use these because then I'll be found out. So I put them under my mattress for 24 hours. The whole next day at school, I was really stressed out. I did not take one sticker off the roll. It was one of those boxes where if you pulled the the kind of um, yeah. glossed paper, it came out and you just stuck it straight on. Yeah, yeah, I loved those ones. Yeah. And if one of the stickers gummed up, if one felt folded, yeah, the whole the whole mechanism was dead. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. It kind of just licked up yeah, on yeah. the edge of the box waiting for you to press it down onto yeah. your paper. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I just remembered then it had like a, like a yellow smiley face but with a thumbs up that kind of was pushing, like it looked almost 3D that the thumbs up was like that, like, you can't you can't see me because this is a au- yeah. audio medium, but it's um, yeah an embossed yeah thumb yeah. But they were hang on, were they gold or were they? There was a yellow. It was so the this outs- is so important. The outside was gold foil, and the middle was this yellow guy with the thumbs up, and it said um, high achiever at the top, great effort at the bottom. That's got everything except scratch and sniff. Yeah. Had you ever seen a scratch and sniff? Oh, yes. Did you have teachers have Oh, those? my gosh. You just reminded me. My sister Marie had a sticker book, a collection, and she had scratch and sniff stickers and she had a fruit bowl and you and there was like grape and peach and oh, we – she was a really organised human and all of her stuff. Like she had magazines, you know, like – what were those magazines called when we were younger? 
like the TV ones and the movie ones where you had posters that you folded out of, you know, she had like um, the young guns, like Emilio Estevez and Charlie yeah. Sheen and I all I feel of like that. there was one called TV Hits. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. TV Hits, maybe. that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. And she'd, But she'd really catalogue them and keep them pristine. She'd keep them pristine. She did have some on her wall and we were allowed to look at them if she held the books and turned the pages. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me what that sister does today. <laughs> She's a lawyer. Okay. Yes, yes. Great. Yep. Well, I would trust her with my documents. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. um, she was a tyrant. Okay, <laughs> she was. Where, where did you sit under her? She's older than you, clearly. Yes, she's number three. I'm number five. Mm-hmm. And then there was just this one little two-year-old baby after you. Yeah. So, um, so and number like f- f- number four was my favorite. Like no, number four is Terry. She's my best friend in the whole world. Really kind, wonderful human. And I did actually tell her about the stickers. Right. So now, okay. So for 24 hours you told no one? For 24 hours I told no one and then the morning of the third day (laughs) I woke up and I was so upset and I showed her because I'd put them under my mattress. They were crushed. Like the the box was crushed. Yeah. I showed her and she was like. Yeah, that mechanism would not have worked anymore. No, no, no. It was was a flimsy box. And I said to her, I've got to take, I've got I'm going to take them back. I said, I didn't use any. And she was like, yeah, you have to take them back. She was really worried then for me. And we kind of walked to school next to each other like really guiltily that day and I waited until the end of the day. And the teacher brought it up as well saying like, um, I've noticed that the, t- the sticker box is missing and I'm not going to ask any questions. So if, if it returns today, then that would be the best possible outcome. Aww. And I just waited until the end of the day, hung back after class, put it on the shelf, went home and I was just like, I didn't even take one of them. Your teacher was delightful, P.S. Yes, yeah, just great. Plenty of teachers would have loved to like, yeah. you know, like the and everybody squad. stays in yes. at lunchtime mm. until the sticker turns. Right, so she's she's gone about it a really beautiful way. Yep. And you returned it and looked her in the eyes? No, 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 she wasn't in the room. So I, I returned it the way that I stole it. You Waited until everyone was out, put it back on the shelf, went home. This little crumpled box that's yep. gone on a big adventure. And I lived across the road from the primary school. So right. I, all I had to do was literally walk out the gates, cross the road, and I was home. They used to use our oven if the, if the canteen oven ever broke down. They'd come and put all the pies and sausage rolls oh, in our oven and then carry them back. That was really cute. Yeah. And then anything ever mentioned about it again from your teacher? No. She, no, so no. no, like, class, I see that the stickers are back. No, nothing at all. Just a whole bunch of high achievers getting slightly crumpled <laughs> stickers on their work. Yep. And then she actually put them in a container in like a, um, a Tupperware after that and put them on a slightly higher shelf. Oh, did yeah. you still stare at them and obsess about them? I really wanted them. I don't remember getting a sticker that year. I feel really? like I went a year without a high achiever sticker. There was other ones. There was the stars. There was like the blue, gold, red, yep. green stars. It was like, yeah, you participated. The little ones that are sort of big enough to fit on a fingernail. Those yeah, ones. yeah, yeah. But nothing, nothing more than that. Not a high achiever sticker. What did you have to do? <sighs> Probably your own homework. I, like oh. my dad did so much of our homework. We just sat, we were really emotional kids. We, it, it just was a stressful time. Your dad had six daughters yeah. and you're saying and you were particularly emotional humans. Yeah. <laughs> but so is he. Mum isn't, but he is. Oh, so you got it you reckon you got it from him? Definitely. That's pretty lovely. Yeah. The your uh, your sister Terry who helps you. Yeah. Um, shout out to Terry. 
What has she become? Terry's a chef. She actually works at a school that prepares like healthy meals for like they it's a, like a Montessori school so they prepare meals for all the staff and students. Um, and I have really horrendous gut issues. I've always had gut problems. <laughs> Just a ball of stress, Claire Hooper. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've we've got a long list of all the things you live with yeah. now already. Yeah. From talking for 15 minutes. Totally. Okay, so. So she, every now and then I go through some sort of fad diet to see if I can heal my gut. And I say to Terry, oh, look, this is a list of things I'm allowed to eat. And she goes away and she designs recipes and comes back to me. And she's like, oh, I think you could do this. She's even, she's just given me a recipe yesterday for bread rolls because I can't have gluten anymore. Um, made of psyllium husk and almond flour or something. I sound like the wor- most boring, stressed out human in the world. I actually have, do have a fun life in some respects. Tell me but a fun yeah. thing. Um, I love whiskey. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. That's really fun. Mm. So I'm just, you You know, you got your sister who catalogues her TV Hits magazine. She became a lawyer and you got your beautiful favourite sister, yep. Terry, who has become, I mean, you say a chef, but it's something bigger than that. It's like a, it's almost like a medicinal chef. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. What a gorgeous thing. Mm. And then you And then me. The ultimate achievement sticker hunter. <laughs> yeah, looking for validation from external sources at all times through the currency of cheering. Yeah. Um, yeah, or good reviews, which I never read. Uh, yeah. You don't so you don't you don't check out your stickers anymore. You don't read reviews. No, no, I no. And why? Oh, because I think when I don't do as much stand up anymore as I used to, but I think when I when I did a lot of solo shows year after year, and then you start to get to know the you see the same reviewer's name, and then it feels personal if you get a bad review, and mm. then and with stand up especially because it is personal. Like if they don't like if they if they someone writes a review about a show that you've acted in, they might not like the character or the writing or the directing or whatever. But with stand up, it's like if they don't like your show, they don't like you. That feels too. I don't need that feedback. No, no, but I don't. I don't review, read reviews either. No, but and why it, don't you? Uh, because I don't think it's helpful, no matter what they say. Yeah. Um, I think there might be better places to go for feedback on it. I mean, absolutely in the room, in the moment. Yeah. You get all the feedback you need. And if you see written words about your work, if they are too kind or too cruel, those words stick in your brain. Yes. Not in a helpful way. No, no, I agree with that. And so, yeah, no, I would, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm justifying it. Yeah. But really it's just because it makes me feel bad. I want to know what you think your achievement stickers are now as an adult. Oh, boy. Um, that's a tough question. Do I think I work pretty hard. I think great effort, <laughs> great effort, Susan. Um, but how how do you know when you've been given a gold star? Do you oh, how measure, do, how do, do you I measure know? it yeah, in okay. money? Do you measure it in amount of work? No, I think I think honestly, when I feel calm and when I'm okay, like when I can get to sleep at night, that's like genuinely my achievement sticker if I can get in bed I always put a white noise machine on before I go to sleep or not a machine it's just my calm app on my phone that I've been looking at for four hours before that um yeah but if I can drift off to sleep I'm like oh everything's fine yeah this is a good day are you in the right career no 
My GP has said that to me from the beginning of time. She was like, you are the least suited human being to the job that you have. She was like, yes, you, she's, and she's seen, I don't, actually, I don't know if she's seen shows. She would have seen some TV shows. She was like, oh, no, you know, there's some talent there, but you, your body does not respond well to the rushes of cortisol and, uh, and adrenaline that you get on the daily. Yeah. What are, I'm speaking to you from next door to the Channel 10 studios. Yes. What are you about to do tonight? <laughs> going to go do a little show called The Project. You're just going to do some live TV. Yeah, live TV. Your GP must be furious. I don't know why, but I actually feel comfortable doing it. Not for the five minutes, the first five minutes of any show. And I don't know. We've done shows together before. I shake quite furiously before shows. I didn't even notice. So my knees shake. My hands shake. First five minutes, my voice is shaky. But then as soon as the adrenaline hits, I'm fine. And I love live I love live performance and I love live TV. Because I feel like if something's going to go wrong, people will go, oh, well, that's understandable. It's live. Because it was live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, got like the, you've got the get out of jail free card. What does your GP think you should do instead? She said to me, would you ever consider going back to teaching? Going and finishing your teaching degree? Because I really do love history and I would, I would love to be a history teacher, but maybe for adults. I don't think I'd do well with the politics of parents and kids. And no, I've got friends I who are teachers and they're not happy. I, Art, what? I would have access to all the all stickers. All the stickers. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you need stickers in your life, but I don't know what you're going to award them to yourself for. Well, I used to print out, um, I used to print out certificates. Do you know that there are certificate, like just in Microsoft Word, mm, there are absolutely. certificate templates. And when I found those as a kid, I started my own company when I was about ten years old, like a imaginative company called Susan Usefin Associates. And I asked my dad to be the associate of Susan Usefin Associates, and I would print out achievement certificates for myself um and i loved them um and now i actually have a company and i have called it susan Usman associates and my dad is co-director of my company uh no certificates yet i I really want to print one out and put it on my wall but it just seems like i already did it i did it i did it 30 years ago i can't do it again so that was how you play acted as being an adult when you were a kid oh yeah by starting a business and printing certificates yes and there were, I had a staff. I had a staff. I had an assistant called Tracy and a um, and an executive assistant called Pedro. And yeah, like I had this whole imaginary world. I had a very like a lot of imaginary friends as a kid. Had um, and that some of them were culturally specific. I had Auntie Tabuli, who was like <laughs> who was like my old lady imaginary friend who would set up my tea parties and stuff like that. Why did you have so many imaginary friends when you have five sisters? Because they don't care. Like, the older sisters don't want to hang out with you. Terry did, but the rest of them didn't. Terry and I used to record radio shows together on cassette. We would, like, judge the Olympics. Like, we, whatever was going on at the time, we would make it our show that we would record. And You had heaps of playing at being an adult games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you weren't pretending to be a princess or a fairy. No, no, no. Or an animal. No, I was an Olympics... Um, Olympic Games commentator. I was an executive at Sydney Swim Associates. Um, What else did I do as a kid? Oh, Terry and I would do fake ads as well. So we would sit at breakfast and we'd be like, thanks, mom, and like pour out breakfast and and like crunch it and smile and then turn to camera and all that sort of stuff. It's so funny to me that you as a child 
played as an adult and now as an adult you couldn't have a more childish career. Yeah, that's totally I true. just say silly things yeah, and people laugh and that is my job. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's great. Yeah. I should wrap you up. But what I want to know is like clearly you still remember the theft of the stickers. Yes. Did you never steal again? Uh, I can't think of a time when I did. I, like... No, I don't think I did. Do you think feeling wretched for 24 hours about stolen merit stickers has meant that for the rest of your life, any impulse to steal, you'd really quickly follow it up with a, well, I wouldn't like to feel terrible for 24 hours while I hide it under my bed. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine, my friend uh, Louise stole a tray of chocolate chip muffins on a school camp and we housed them in my cabin and we ate them. I feel like that's like yeah, you I'm didn't learn nothing. I didn't learn anything. No, <laughs> I was an accomplice to that crime. That was a great night. Do you remember teachers used to get drunk on camp? I'm getting off topic again. No, 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 no. Please get off topic. No, but I yeah. don't remember the teachers getting drunk off. Our on teachers camp. definitely got drunk at camp, and you would hear like the teachers' cabin like kind of raving, and they'd have like bottles of wine and cheese and stuff like that. And I remember my friend Louise being like, "They are busy. I'm going into the kitchen." She was a vegetarian and she was always hungry and she stole this tray of chocolate chip muffins and like came to our cabin and we had them in there and we're all like, you've got to put them back. And then she was like, or we're like, we'll eat all of them. How many muffins per kid? Um, There was six of us in the cabin and I reckon I would say upwards of 30 muffins. (laughs) And you ate all the muffins? Yeah, yeah, we ate them. That's, that's, That's five each? Yeah. Over and a and few I wonder days. why I have gut problems now. What? I don't think you can. That's not the. That's not the chocolate chip yeah. muffins. No, it might be. Maybe that's you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can tell. I think. I think if anything, um, you eat five chocolate chip muffins. You should never be allergic <laughs> to gluten again, right? Like that would burn it out of your gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do with your adult life that you haven't done yet? Oh, I would love to write a heist film. Yeah. That's genuinely, before I die, I would like to write a heist film and make a heist film. And now that I'm saying that out loud, that is all about the ultimate theft. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Just crystallised in this moment what I want to achieve. Yes. Yes. This is so great. Okay, can you please... Promise me that you will do it and also there needs to be a small box of golden merit stickers yep. somewhere in that film. Absolutely. I love a heist film. Oh, oh so good. So good. And I love you, Susie. Yusuf. Thank you so much. I love you, Claire Hooper. And I love watching Susie on Deadlock. You should too. It's on Amazon Prime internationally. If you enjoyed this story of seven-year-old Susie, please give us a merit sticker in the form of a five-star review because, yes, we're all thirsty for praise, but also it helps this podcast grow and book more and more interesting guests. Speaking of, next episode, drag race royalty takes it on her strides. Yes, it's a rude one. <laughs>